0: It's home for
1: breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, inside sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. Six thirty, Ched.
2: Thanks for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Ched. It is 8.06. Uh, Mark Wolven over in the 630 Ched newsroom is, uh, if necessary, will break into the show with those Ward 12 by election results. So, Kellen Kennedy, 32 candidates. Right? 32 candidates. Mm-hmm. So, correct me if I'm wrong, because as anybody who listens to the show knows, I'm often wrong. Right. <laughs> um, you could you could win with like 3.5% of the vote. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it was really split evenly. Yeah. Because 100 divided
0: by 32 is 3.13. Yeah. And I saw a figure o- online on Twitter that uh, as of 4 p.m. today, only about 7,000 eligible voters in
1: that area had cast a ballot. Well, how many eligible voters I are there? I think something like 56 or 57,000, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, quick. Using the figures you had, quick estimate, and that's a, Somebody could potentially win with maybe
2: something less than 1,000 votes. Maybe about 900, 800 votes. Well, yeah, because it's going to be incredibly divided. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. Yep. Well, wow, fascinating is a bit of an overstatement. <laughs> I, I, I'm not actually fascinated by it. Uh, I find it some, I, I have a tepid interest in it. Just the, <laughs> like, the sheer
0: number of you know, candidates blows my mind. Thirty two, it's like yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I like, I, like I, f- I I find calculating the difference between planets fascinating. Yeah. The Ward twelve by election, not on that level. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's funny. It'll be interesting though. Uh that's Kellen Kennedy, by the way. Eight thirty tonight, Ryan Smith's new head coach. This will be fun. Mike Tavaroli, Stony Plain Eagles head coach. We'll talk a little senior hockey, Allen Cup playdowns, all that kind of fun stuff. So I I want to uh, quickly here address something from the weekend, and I have to preface this by saying that officiating is not why the Oilers are struggling or losing games. Um, But having said that, there was an interesting play in the game on Saturday against the Avalanche. Teddy Purcell puts the puck in the net. uh, Taylor Hall is called for goaltender interference, you actually got a
0: penalty for it. My momentum's definitely going in there. Um, but just as a whole, I mean, I watch a lot of hockey, and uh, this coach's challenge is really, I mean, it's, it's tough. And you're asking the referee to admit he's wrong in front of 18,000 people um, by watching a 6-inch tablet. And, I mean, the Wi-Fi in our rink is mediocre at best. So that's what we're relying on. And it's it's been both ways, and uh, certainly we've been on the other side. And this is not a shot at the refs tonight. I don't envy that position at all, um, having to make that decision. But I feel like we'd be better served if it went to a third party. Um, you know, there's got to be some kind of mediator here. It's it's not in our nature to admit we're wrong. So, like I said, I don't envy the position that the refs are in, but it's just a tough play overall.
2: Well. Good comments, it, and it ha- And I know a lot of people have commented on the, this year that they want the referees involved in the decision-making process. Look at the video because they were involved in the call on the ice. But yeah, you're you're holding a tablet in in your hand and watching the play. When I mean, what's the standard size for a television now, Kellen Kennedy? F- Forty inches. Yep. I mean, when at you least. when you go but when you go buy a new TV as your main TV. For your house, does anybody even look under 40 inches anymore? So, I mean, couldn't you have one in the penalty box if you want the refs to involve it? And I think Hall does make a good point. If you, you know, you know, if you're going to video review it, then have an outside party look at it. Now, maybe the refs can be involved in explaining what they saw, but I mean, I I didn't think that was a play that he should have been penalized for. I really didn't because. Uh, Pickard's out of the crease. He'd already turned away from the play before Hall was in there, and Hall did get a shove from, uh, I think it was McKinnon as he's going in. Rob Brown disagrees with me. He he didn't have a problem with the call. But the interesting thing was Hall got a penalty on the play. So I reached out to the NHL just for some clarity, you know, saying could have the goal even counted, if the Oilers' challenge had been successful and the referee had said there's no goal interference. And the NHL wrote back, we are working through the process to determine whether the Taylor Hall play was even a challengeable play because as you stated, the play is dead when Teddy Purcell touches the puck. Therefore, there cannot be a goal. Which leads me to another point about this when I look at what a rule that has put in place in both the national and Canadian football leagues. So Kellen, they now have the rule that if there's a fumble, even if the whistle goals goes, it can be recovered by the other team. As long as it's an immediate recovery, you don't get a return out of it, right? but you do get the ball. There was a play in the West final.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Messum fumbled right mm-hmm. at the end of the third quarter. The whistle went. Yep. An Eskimo picked up the ball immediately. I can't remember who it was and ran it in for a touchdown Mm. that didn't count. But the Eskimos did get the ball because it was an immediate recovery. So the whistle in in that point was was ignored. So in, in that case, it happened so fast. It's not like Colorado heard the whistle and stopped playing. Right. Because Purcell's in the process of shooting the puck. It goes five feet and is in the net. And it just it's it just seems to me this has now become one of those rules, like when the NHL had that crease rule in the late 90s. I mean I'm wondering if it's approaching this that that they can't win that, yeah. that, that they just can't win that it they've they've tried to to clarify it, but instead they've made it even more muddled, and it's one of those things that is just so overly technical, maybe a little bit like the catch rule in the NFL. Where you know that that catch that the who, which was the Pittsburgh guy that made that somersault catch was that Bryant that made the catch I believe so Or yeah. Davis Bryant yeah I look at that and I'm like that's not a catch he doesn't have control of the ball until he's well out of bounds yeah and then even later on the NFL director of officiating says well when I look at that instinctually. It's not a catch, mm-hmm. but we have such technical rules, and when you slow it down, you can say, "Oh, well, he's in the process of making a catch." So it, it's one of those things where it, it is video replay helping when it comes to goalie interference. I think from examples in Oilers games, I I, I don't know if it is, mm-hmm. and, and and you know maybe because I'm in Edmonton and you know uh, you want the team to be successful, and all the fans I talk to want the Oilers to win, but. I think of the goal that was overturned against Calgary earlier this season when Mark Latestu was called for goalie interference, and that's still, I, I don't understand it because he's turning to face the puck. He's not in the crease. He brushes, I can't remember if it was Hiller in Net for that game or not, and then somebody else scores, and he's called for goalie interference. The Hall play, there was certainly more contact. Uh, and I understand, you know, because of the whistle that, the, and because of the penalty being called, the goal couldn't have counted. But my point is the penalty shouldn't have been called. And then you look at David Perron plowing into Cam Talbot and, and knocking the puck out, and that and that goal counted. hmm And again, like Hall said, is that just a case of the referees don't want to go to center ice and, and, and admit they got it wrong? Right. It's, it's against human nature to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's to me, it's an interesting debate. Um, I, I'm not trying to be a homer about it, though. I know it probably sounds that way a little bit, but it, it's just one of those things. I mean, what if that and what if that's a playoff game? Yeah, involving whoever. What if that's Game Seven in the Cup Final, or, or or whatever, or an overtime goal in in the playoffs, where it looks like it should be reviewed and and the review isn't changed. And a lot of the, a lot of reason this is in place is because. Game five of the Rangers in Washington last year. Mm-hmm. Washington had a goal disallowed. I believe it was Joel Ward in yep. front, yep. and it was not by any means goalie interference. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ward was well out of the crease. Lundquist basically skated into him. Yes, gets knocked off balance. The puck shot from the point goes in, and then it's overturned for goalie interference. And mm-hmm. they couldn't review it. Now maybe if that's reviewed, it would it would have counted. Yeah, but it it that that's why the rule is in place. But I don't know if the rules offered any clarity, and and I don't know if the referees will admit that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't know. Video replay is is a blessing, but sometimes and then and then the avalanche could at the end of the game they could challenge for offside, but they couldn't challenge for the hand pass. Yeah. So if you're going to allow things to be challenged that that could lead directly to a goal, shouldn't you include everything? Not just the offside. Ha- I, I, so it just it the the. I guess that's the thing with video review. It helps, but then it to me it, it often creates even more gray areas. Yes. So you can let me know what you think by texting six thirty six thirty. Phone number seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll get to a little bit from Jordan Osterley, who's likely going to play tomorrow against the Senators.
0: This is Matt Hendricks from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 6:30. Ched. To
1: so
2: to okay. Gonna to go to Todd on the phone line do. right away. First of all, got a text from Yakushev who says it's official. Donald Trump has won Ward 12. Oh, sorry, he's actually signed it, Wolf Blitzer uh christian says the fact that the challenge doesn't go to a third party to begin with shocks me hall is 100 right huge respect for him the way he stated all that and was professional we have todd on the line as well todd thank you for calling
1: thanks for taking my call
2: what's up uh, just about
1: the the goal interference and and all of these reviews it's awful they've opened a huge pandora's box with this and it's I mean, if it kills offense and it wastes time, you know it's going to be in the NHL. That seems to be what they're all about. But I think that the NFL can do something because it's the NFL and there's a dozen games on, and people can flick the channel and they're gambling and they don't really care what's going on.
2: <laughs> right. There's
1: there's not as much interest in a hockey game, and if you're watching it, if you're watching it live, it's hard enough to watch an Oilers game right now. But I mean, when I was at the uh, Oilers Florida game. They had a review for an offside. You're in the ranks, You don't get to see really good reviews. And you're sitting around for like 10 minutes. You can't get up and go to the fridge or, or go someplace else. You're stuck there, sitting there. And it's it's the same with the CFL. The CFL is not the same spectacle as the NFL. At that West final that you were talking about with the fumble and there was all that issue at the end of the third quarter, Yep. nobody got to see reviews. In the stands, you got to see the replay a bunch of times, but you weren't sure what the challenge was. Good point. So everybody was sitting around. Everyone knew it was a fumble. We couldn't figure out what the heck was going on, and you sat around for ten minutes. It was just a huge waste of time. Uh, And now the NHL is incorporated, and it's just it's big time frustrating. They should just have it. Human error happens. Let's get on with it and let's get uh, let's get back to you know scoring goals potentially.
2: Well Todd, you know what else I, I want to say to that? I'll leave you on the line here and and to me this was a good indication of McDavid's maturity and how he he processes things beyond just having an emotional reaction. I think it was after that loss to, to Calgary, and that was the one where the Latestu got charged for video review and then Talbot allowed that goal at the end of the game. Yeah. And McDavid said, you know, the fans I can't remember exactly how he put it, but he basically said everybody in the NHL is crying out for more goals, and then they make these ticky-tack rules yeah. that have goals disallowed.
1: Yeah. You can't have a moving arrow, and that's what we've seen. Like the Letestu one, you throw your hands up. Like it's just I don't understand what constitutes a goal. They're They're bleeding for offense. They're absolutely dying for it. And they'll not only waste 10 minutes of everyone's time, but they'll take a goal away. It just, it, it baffles me. And that's what I mean. I'm not surprised. The NHL is this continues to be this fringe sport in the USA, and they're trying to do all these new things and, and keep up with the big dogs. I mean, if you had a, if you had an under three hour slot uh, where you could go to a game, be entertained and be out of there in you know, three hours, that's what people want to see nowadays because the NFL continues to become a longer thing to watch. The CFL is struggling with staying under three hours. If you can hit that sort of two and a half to three hour sweet spot and keep the people entertained, more people are going to show up every night, and that's what they seem to not be
2: understanding. Well, you make, uh, Todd, this is a great call because you, you've raised a lot of points that, that I think are relevant, not just to hockey but sports in general. And you make an awesome point about the length of the games. Yeah, and I, and I, I like I love. I watch the NFL. I, I I love the CFL. I mean, I'm so glad the Eskimos did well. But I mean, you you like Sunday night football is like a three and a half hour investment.
1: Yeah, and and the thing is too, like you have to remember again. I go back to the point I made about the NFL. There's there's a dozen games on. So if it's a crappy game or it's a slow game, you can just change the channel. The CFL, you can't. You know what I mean? They might have the double header on Friday, but you get you get this one game to watch. So even at home. It's trying at times. It's like, you know, I might as well go and do something else if it's a blowout or whatever, right? Yeah. It's very hard to, to, to keep people engaged. And, I mean, I've got two young kids, and, and I'll continue to take them to games because I always went to games as well. But it's extremely hard to keep a, a toddler focused for an hour, right, let alone let alone three. So it, 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 it affects the people who can come to the games as well.
2: Well, here's another thing, Todd. So... They they say, well, we have video review because we want to get it right. We want to get it right. But yet they limit the number of times a coach can can video review. you know So how can you – I mean, that's another thing to me that's kind of contradictory. I assume you watched the Grey Cup because you sound like yeah. a pretty big sports fan. The Eskimos, part of the reason they won that game is because they challenged a missed pass interference call. And it was pass interference because Stafford had his arms tied up before the ball got there. What if Chris Jones was out of timeouts or out of challenges? For sure. Uh, you know, they say, well, we have video reviews, so so wrong calls get overturned. Oh, if the, if the coach has timeouts remaining or hasn't used his challenge. I mean, the Eskimos could be sitting here lamenting a two-point loss in the Grey Cup because they didn't have a challenge.
1: Well, and, and absolutely, and Ottawa is sitting there uh, it, it, lamenting that loss because that rule was brought in just this year, right? Right. It's uh, w- Like we talked about earlier, it's the moving arrow. You can still have challenges and you can still have video review, but as long as there's that moving arrow, you're still going to have a disputed call. They're much better to just have human error. Like I know that everybody rags on soccer and says it's super boring and everything. Soccer, you can sit down, whether you're on TV or live, you can watch the game, it's done in two and a half hours tops and they only ever stop the game. Uh, they only ever stop the game for halftime. They don't have a review, they don't have they don't even show replays in the stadium, so the fans can get upset and get on the ref. It happens in real time. You get to see it just as the official gets to see it in real time, and then you'd have to watch the replays when you leave the ring. You know, just, I will it goes, say that, Todd. It flows, yeah, it
2: flows. And, I, and I, and I, you know, I'm not. Look, I'm I'm Canadian, so I'm not a huge soccer fan. But you're right; the the games go by quickly when you're watching soccer, even if there's not a lot of action. And you know what, Todd? I remember when I was working in Lloydminster, I would work the late TV shift until midnight. And do you remember in '02 when the World Cup was in uh, who co-hosted, co-hosted Japan and Korea? Japan, South Korea. Yeah. Yeah, and there'd be a game that started at like 12:15, and I'd get home from work at like 12:10. And I'd watch the game, and I'd still be in bed by two, like just two hours after yeah. my shift.
1: Yeah, it's 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 efficient. And I mean, like I say, you want to talk about you want to talk about goals. That's another sport that that people say uh, nobody scores in, but they try and make it. They try and make it easier to to score goals in those sports. Hockey, they're they're crying for goals, uh, and you know we'll have a ten minute review and they'll take a the goal away. And, and you can already see it with David, like. Uh, another thing too, you can see the uh, you can see the the hooking and the holding already coming back in the game. Like there's times where he is just getting abused, and guys just aren't getting called anymore. But again, it's that moving dial. Yep. They're constantly changing the rules. It's not just with reviews. It's This is a hook. This is obstruction. Then the next year, oh well, that can go and, and this can go, and it, it's little things that creep back in. And, and the one thing I've noticed is you can't even really chip it in anymore. The defenseman is able to turn his body, and if he nonchalantly looks like he's turning back towards the puck, he can angle the guy towards the board. That was a penalty a few years ago, right? It's not anymore because now they've changed the rule. He has to not turn around. He has to physically engage the guy when the guy goes to chip it past him. You know, hockey's hockey's in a really frustrating spot right now, and on top of that, we've got a really bad
2: team. (laughs) Todd, thanks for listening, and thanks for calling, man. Great thoughts tonight. All right, thanks. All right, that's Todd, 7804960063. We have the news, and then we're going to do uh, something a little different. I'm looking forward to this segment. Mike Tavaroli, the head coach of Ryan Smith and the Stony Plain Eagles.
3: This
1: is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. The MVP of
2: the Grey Cup. Mike Riley of the Edmonton Eskimos. Of course, the Eskimos making a uh, big donation today to uh, amateur football in Alberta because of their big uh, 50-50 jackpot. We'll have a little bit more uh, on that later on on the show. 8.34, this is Inside Sports on 630 Ched. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight at the Scotties in Grand Prairie, PEI leading Alberta 3-2, Alberta with hammer in the 7th end. Chelsea Carey's crew 4-0 to start that bond spiel. In the NHL tonight, the Sharks lead the Blues 5-3 late in the third. The other games are final. Nashville getting past Montreal 2-1 in a shootout. Washington beats Arizona 3-2, and the Blue Jackets outscore the Bruins 6-4. The uh, Toronto Raptors won tonight, putting up a uh, big number. And uh, I just lost the score as I'm trying to give it here. Ah, oh, they beat the New York Knicks. There we are, uh, 122-95, uh, the score tonight in New York. Well, I'm pretty, uh, well, I'm thrilled to have this next guest on. Mike Tavaroli is the head coach of the Stony Plain Eagles, who are currently in the Chinook League playoffs as they try to qualify for the Allen Cup. Mike, thanks for making time for me tonight. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing
3: well, Reed. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, I'm always glad to talk senior hockey. I should I should do more of it on this show, considering I covered it for seven years when I worked in Lloydminster. I covered the '07 uh, Allen Cup that uh, that you guys hosted, and uh, it's it's I got I got to ask you this right off the top, Mike. <laughs> what is it like to coach Ryan Smith?
3: Uh, well, yeah, obviously it's a, it's a big thrill for me uh, personally, um, and you know what? T- to be honest, it's. Uh, uh, it's even better than I imagined. Uh, he's just such a great guy that uh, uh, he just wants to be treated like everyone else. And uh, he's come into the room and he's made a big difference in our team, obviously with his with his skill and talent. Uh, but his leadership is second to none, and and just the type of person he is has made it. Uh, uh, just a you know, a whole bunch of fun for everybody involved.
2: No, tell me a little bit about uh, about adding him to your roster, Mike. Because I think he joined you initially with three or four games uh, left left in your in your regular season. H- had you been talking to him before? Did did he reach out to you guys about playing? How how does that work about adding a guy?
3: Um, the, the the two brothers that own our team, Danny and Lindsay LaCelta, um had a, a relationship with them through. Uh, um I, I believe their kids minor hockey and some uh charitable events that they'd uh, uh helped out with and and it was something that they'd kind of entertain the thought of and you know uh maybe we thought it was a pipe dream that there'd be a possibility that we could possibly get them out at some point and and uh i think we uh, you know danny and lindsey put the bug in ryan's ear i believe early earlier in the season and and i think you know ryan obviously is uh is a busy guy with uh, you know with his family and uh, um, other things going on and and it was uh, you know just mid January we kind of got wind that uh, he seemed that he, he wanted to come out to a practice and and see how things uh, things were ran and and uh, you know maybe he'd get the itch and he so we got a call uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh, around the 19th of January and he came out to a practice on a Wednesday evening and and right from the first practice uh, you know he was out there uh, working his butt off and, uh, uh fit right in. And, and then, uh, you know, we talked to him afterwards and we weren't quite sure if he was, you know, ready to play games or, you know, how serious he was. And, uh, we just kind of left it in, you know, left it up to him. And, uh, it was about uh, three days later on the Saturday morning, we got, uh, you know, a, a message from him saying that he'd like to, to be in the lineup that night if we had room for him. And, you know, no shock that we found room for him. And, uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, it kind of took, uh, with social media, it, it took off that day. Uh, I think we found out about 9 in the morning that he was going to be in the lineup. And, I mean, Twitter blew up, and, and it was crazy. And, uh, yeah, and uh, he's, yeah, he played a couple regular season games, and then uh, he just missed a few games due to prior commitments. Uh, but he's been at every playoff game, and, and obviously he's, he's helped us a ton
2: mike that that's great coaching on your part that you found room for him. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, uh are there are you're in the chinook league are there, are there a lot of ex-NHLers in the league now or or what's it kind of made up of
3: um you know there's 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 a few uh scattered out uh you know amongst each team i believe uh um you know no one obviously with uh, the pedigree of ryan but uh, i mean our team alone we have uh uh you know three other guys that that had uh you know a cup of coffee. Uh, Kyle Rossiter, Ross Lupus-Chuck, and Grant McNeil all all played a few games in the NHL. Um, uh, Innisfil has uh, you know a few players. Uh, Vandermeer is down there. Um, Fort Saskatchewan, Jonathan Aiken is playing out there. Uh, the other night, Ben Andres played. So um, you know Bentley's always got uh, you know a couple guys, and and the rest of the guys are made up of guys who've uh, you know played NCAA, CIS, Major Junior, and and various levels of pro hockey and. Uh, for whatever reason you know their professional dreams kind of took a back seat to to getting on with real life and they've you know all moved back to the area and they still want to play competitive hockey Uh, you know you're familiar with senior hockey and these guys uh you know have full-time jobs and families and uh they still want to be involved in a you know in hockey that matters and you know that's uh kind of what we try to do is get those guys out to the dressing room and out to a practice and usually if they we get them out to a practice, uh, they like what they see, and, and that kind of leads to them playing with us.
2: 8.39 Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, Mike Tavaroli joining us from the Stony Plain Eagles. They're currently in the Chinook League playoffs. You guys are up 3 nothing on Fort Sask right now?
3: Uh, yeah, we're yeah. up 3 nothing. Game 4 goes this Saturday out in Fort Saskatchewan. And, okay. uh, um, yeah, it's uh, you know, the league is, is very tight this year, and we're very fortunate right now to be up 3-0. Uh, we played very well, uh, you know, but Fort has got a A really good team as well and uh as you know the the fourth game always seems to be the toughest one to win so um we still got a lot of work in front of us
2: well let let me i want to talk to you a little bit about about here about the the state of senior hockey because you know as i mentioned i i I find it really interesting and i I know sometimes it fluctuates a little bit um i i but pretty sure the lloyd border kings weren't able to ice a team this year which is actually hard for me to imagine. And I believe the Chinook League has a couple fewer teams th- than it has in the past. How how would you describe where senior hockey is? You know, I guess we'll stick to the West, Alberta, Saskatchewan, B C as opposed to maybe five, ten years ago.
3: Um well, you know, I, I, I think that the number of triple A teams uh, is, is less than what it was, say ten years ago. Um, you know, if you're talking about the you know, the oh seven Allen Cup that you that you would have covered. Um, or even in 05 when Horse Lake was involved. Uh, but as far as the, you know, the caliber, I, I don't think the league, uh, the Chinook League, has ever been stronger from top to bottom. There's only four teams, but on any given night, any one of the four teams can beat the other team. Um, it, it's it's high-quality hockey. Um, in the past, we always had uh, you know a few more teams. A few years, there were seven teams. and But there was always one or two weaker teams that uh, you know, you, you took for granted, and and some of those teams weren't AAA. They would register as AA, but play in the Chinook League. And the same thing out in Saskatchewan. I know that Lloyd, for a lot of years, uh, they were the only AAA team. Yep. Um, and you know, they actually moved over to the Chinook League for a few years just to get better competition. And and, and I, I think that's the biggest problem with senior hockey is is I know in Alberta there's a, there's a league up north. There's a league, uh, the North Central League, which is uh, you know teams in Tofield. Bonneyville, Daysland, you know Mornville, and places like that and the, the caliber is not quite up to the, the level of the AAA teams. Uh, they all have a few players on each team that are, are for sure AAA caliber, but the depth drops off drastically uh, you know once you get probably through the top top end players on each team. Um, but you know it, it's just one of those things that, that senior hockey is it, it's always a tough go it, it, as you know there's not a lot of coverage. Uh, there's not a lot of money to be made by the the people that run the
2: the, well, the teams, yeah. or or so, there's more to know, lose probably, unfortunately. Oh, but yeah,
3: you know, so so that that that's the, the the difficult thing. It's it's a lot of these teams go year to year, and you're just trying to find enough sponsorship to keep you afloat for the next season. And and unfortunately, some teams have dropped out, and and with the way the economy is, that hasn't helped as well.
2: All right, so just a couple more for you, Mike. Here, this this is sure. this is great stuff. Um, the now is it the you so you guys are playing off to win Alberta do you still did, did, did they still have it you're going to have to play the BC champ to then go to the uh, Allen we, Cup
3: yeah n- normally we would if but there, again you talk about the state of triple uh, a hockey there's no triple a team registered this year in in British Columbia so. oh man so, yeah if, so the winner of Alberta gets a free berth right to the Allen Cup um you know in the past years uh there was always it seemed like uh, power river Regals or Fort st john flyers would be Registered, but this year uh, there's no team, so uh, basically we win the you know the Chinook League, and that's two best of seven series, and, and you get to go to the Allen Cup.
2: Well, you know, Mike, I was I was a little upset to read a, uh, last week. I think that it it uh, it's it sounds like next year's Allen Cup is going to be in New Brunswick, well, a province that, as far as I know, doesn't have a Triple A team, and I, I don't want to put you in a tough spot, so I'll just express my opinion. I, I mean. <laughs> I think the Stony Plains and Bentley's and Lloyd Minsters and you know the communities in uh you know Steinbach and I think I think Winnipeg itself actually had a team for a while or just outside of Winnipeg. those communities should be rewarded with the Allen Cup consistently I, I don't I don't think the tournament should go to regions. Where, where they're not icing teams. I mean, I, like, your rink and your community is strong enough to host that tournament twice a decade as, as, as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to look in that or try to get somebody from Hockey Canada on. But if, if New Brunswick doesn't have a team... I mean, I guess they'll assemble one since they're the host. But the way I understand, maybe you can just answer the yes/no part of it because I don't want to put you in a tough spot with, you know, criticizing Hockey Canada or anything. But right. but I I understand it that New Brunswick this year does not have a AAA team in this in the province.
3: Um, they they actually have uh, uh, from, I think they have one team registered that will play off against Newfoundland and uh, um, so so yeah one team um, and they had one team last year. I think everything you just said would be echoed by pretty much every general manager and and uh, uh, person involved with the Alberta teams. I know the hours that you know our general manager puts in. I know the the people that run, you know Jeff McKinnis down in Bentley and and uh, you know the Innisfil crew and 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 Scott and Brian out in Fort Saskatchewan. They put in countless hours, and and it is frustrating. To see the Allen Cup go to places where it seems like they pop up once every 10 years when it's convenient, when they have a chance to host. And and I, and I do agree, um, with that, that, that sentiment exactly that, that it would be nice that the the organizations that support senior hockey year in and year out and have done so for the past two decades would be, you know, front and center at, at getting awarded these Allen Cups.
2: 'Cause you guys hosted what, in ninety nine and oh seven?
3: Uh yes. We uh Stony hosted in, in I believe in ninety ninety five, maybe, or ninety uh, ninety four or ninety five as well. Okay, okay. And ninety nine and then and then oh seven, yes.
2: Okay. Well I hope you get another one soon because uh you're very deserving and, and you guys keep that program going and you're, and you're usually a very good team. So, all right. So you got game four coming up this weekend. Uh, people can just, uh, Google Chinook hockey league if they want to look at the playoff draw and what's the stony Plain website.
3: Uh, it's stonyplaineagles.com. Um, there's information there. Uh, there's write-ups, uh, you know, about the games that have taken place. There's information on how to get tickets. Uh, and, and you know, there's write-ups on all the players. You can check out the roster and, uh, and I, I, you know, I do think that people would be, would be very surprised to see the caliber of hockey. I know that adding Ryan has obviously you know, increased the exposure, and the number of people that have shown up to the rink recently to watch has, has grown, has quadrupled from what we had earlier in the season. And the good thing is is that a lot of them that come, their comment isn't that, oh, I just, you know, I'm just glad I saw Ryan. Their, their comment is, it was awesome to see Ryan Smith, but I can't believe how good the hockey is.
2: Yep, and very true.
3: Then they end up coming back.
2: And at this time of year, because I mean, now the guys can see it, right? They, 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 they know how close that tournament is, and they want a oh, shot at it. So, absolutely,
3: a hundred percent. This is what why why guys still play hockey. You know, they, it's a national championship. It's a, it's a chance to to you know to to be part of something that uh, you know has it, been around for over a hundred years. And uh, and it doesn't matter what level you win a national championship. It's uh, it's something you won't you won't forget.
2: Thanks a lot for your time tonight, Mike. I really appreciate it. Thanks for talking Eagles and, and Senior AAA Hockey with us.
3: Thanks for having me on, Reid. Have a good night.
2: Right on. That is Mike Tavaroli joining us tonight, head coach of the Stony Plain Eagles. Yeah, Ryan Smith has joined that team, but we touched on a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens just tweeting out, by the way, that Tom Gilbert will require season-ending left knee surgery. A little bit on Jordan Osterly and a little Eskimos news as well when we get back.
0: You're listening to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. 852,
2: thanks for tuning in tonight. If you're uh, hoping to hear the uh, Ward 12 by-election results, I know uh, Mark Wolven in our newsroom, on top of that, he will get them to you as soon as he has them. Our next news update, obviously, coming up at 9 o'clock. Great to have Mike Tavaroli on the show. We're really glad to talk a little senior hockey. We'll have to check in again once we get a winner of the Chinook League and uh, we find out who's going to the Allen Cup. Uh, Donald texting in, where and when can I go to a game? Uh, I want to watch Ryan Smith. Donald, I'll tell you what, check out ChinookHockeyLeague.com or StonyPlainEagles.com. It'll be easier for, I think, you just to go check out the schedule than for me to read off all the games while uh, while we're on the fly here. Um, but uh, yeah, four-team league, so they're doing the semifinals right now. Then they'll go into into the league final. Inside Sports, of course, presented by AMA. Be listening tomorrow night. The Oilers take on Eric Carlson and the Ottawa Senators. Pregame show at five thirty. Puck drop at seven. AMA safety and savings for your family. Jordan Osterley likely to play defense for the Oilers. He's just up from the farm. He played six games with Edmonton last year. Yeah, I, last year was a little, uh, it was nice to get my feet wet, so now when I come up here I'm a little more comfortable, uh, I know a bunch of the guys, so it's
3: nice. Yeah, no, I, I learned a lot. I think uh, I think as the games went on, I learned that you have to be hard uh, every shift, and, and that's what it really takes to be
2: here. You have to work as hard as you can every shift, and that's what you have to do in order to stay. All right, so we'll have that Oilers game for you. Also today, the Edmonton Eskimos have distributed $610,000 to amateur football. That's all from the 50-50 funds. So uh, $200,000 each to the two junior teams, the Huskies and the Wildcats, $87,500 to the U of A And $87,500 to Football Alberta for Northern Alberta programs. $35,000 goes to the Edmonton Eskimo Alumni Association's Amateur Football Initiatives. Chris Morris, of course, coaches the Golden Bears. He's a former Eskimo player, and uh, he says the money is used to help keep players in the game in this area as they grow older.
3: Remember, Golden Bears is sort of the top layer of amateur football, right? So the kids go through 10 years, and then they have to make a decision what they're going to do. And they're the, the very, very best. It's almost like, it's like a flock of vultures from all over the country trying to get our very best kids, right? And they're smart kids, and they're good at football, and they're good at everything, right? So for us, this money allows us to try to keep them here in town and make sure we don't have sort of a brain drain going out of here of our best football athletes. And it's, it's a huge difference for us.
2: All right, and uh, more on that, of course, on the Eskimos page on 630Ched.com. we got an Oilers page on 630Ched.com as well. Uh, The trades today, the Flames get Hunter Shinkarik from the Canucks in exchange for center Marcus Granlund. Uh, That Leafs won Roman Polak and Nick Spalling to the Sharks for Rafi Torres and second-round picks in 17 and 18. Oh, Jose Bautista from the Blue Jays uh, says he has told the Jays what it would take to keep him, and he's waiting for an answer. He's going into the final season of his five-year, $64 million contract. He's 35, of course, uh, led Toronto to the AL East title last year. First playoff appearance for the Blue Jays since 1993. Uh, what will it take to keep him with the Blue Jays? A lot of money. <laughs> uh, he's 35, though. wonder how long many years he wants. Well. Probably more than they would want to give him. But As a Blue it, Jays fan, I hope they keep them. Well, they pretty much have to at this yeah. point. And, yeah. uh, and they reached a settlement with Donaldson there, right? Mm-hmm. The arbitration. They So did, there yes. we go. Yeah. Uh, where was I here? The Sharks beat the Blues 6-3. Predators beat the Habs 2-1 in a shootout. Capitals beat the Coyotes 3-2. Blue Jackets beat the Bruins 6-4. Now in the eighth end in Grand Prairie, Alberta still with the hammer, still trailing Prince Edward Island 3-2 at the Scotties. Chelsea carries Alberta rink 4-0. They beat Northern Ontario 9-8 this afternoon. Kellen Kennedy has been your studio producer this evening. want to thank uh, all our guests to join us tonight. You heard from uh, Mark Tavaroli from Stony Plain, Chris Johnson from Sportsnet, Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network. Thanks to everybody who texted and called as well. Always a pleasure to talk to you. We're going to work through the Oilers' problems together, everybody. You can always call old Wilkie to talk. 5.30 face-off show tomorrow, 7 o'clock for the Drop of the Puck right here on 630 Chad Oilers and Senators. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great night.